It's time for Rhema for Today. I remember that used to bother me. I read that scripture and it used to bother me to no end. I was member of a full gospel group and and if any of our preachers anybody was overtaken in a sin instead of trying to restore him they went and told everybody you know and broadcasted on him you know and took his license to preach away from him turned him out and then said prove yourself we might take you back in well how in the world is going to prove fella well he ain't got no place to preach they've told everybody about it. he missed it and it just bothered me to no end why we didn't do what the scripture said do and I remember I kept praying, asking the Lord, Lord, you know, and the Lord said to me, did you ever notice that what that scripture said? Why, well, yeah, I said, I know what it said. I read it. That's what it said. Is any among you uh, overtaken in a sin? You which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, Let's join Kenneth E. Hagin with his teaching, Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 3. In that same meeting, they, uh, they, they, they brought a fellow in. I saw him when he came in. Now, now, the man had crutches, but he couldn't move along by himself. There was a fellow with him, a man, helping him, holding him up. Him trying to motivate on those crutches. Every seat's taken. There's no place for him to sit down in the back. Somebody down at the front over to the side like these, some seats here, but there was just one, one, one little, well, there's just some chairs, no, no bench, some chairs over there to the side of the little platform, like, because we was in this room, you know, in a, in a motel. And so, uh, they bring him down now. Now that room, you see, where we were having this class, wasn't really any bigger than this room. Possibly a little deeper, not quite as wide, but probably square feet wise, about the same. And so one or two of the ushers got up to help this fellow because I'll tell you, it looked like all, I'm still trying to teach and they're trying to come down the aisle there. They're about halfway down. It just, you know, it looked like it took them 30 minutes to get halfway down the aisle. So two of the ushers got up, and the three men just sort of got a hold of that fellow and just virtually carried him. I mean, standing up, just sort of carried him down there and helped him. He can't sit down by himself. Finally helped him sit down in this chair. Well, I recognize the man. Because, see, this is 1965. You see, I had prayed with him a couple of years uh, or uh, 12 years before, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Actually, uh, he'd, he'd been in Pentecostal circles, had been a member of Pentecost Church all of his life, a grown man somewhere in his 50s. He'd built a very wealthy fellow, built the first shopping center in the whole shopping center in his city. But he'd never been filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'd prayed with him, laid hands on him. He's filled with the Holy Ghost in 1950, November, December, well, latter part of November, first part of December, 1953. Now then, this is January 1965, you see. So I recognize the man. And, and, you know, the thought, I'm still teaching, but the thought flashed through your mind, you know, wonder what happened to him. Well, maybe he's been in a car wreck and all stove up because you can see he can't hardly move, you know, he's on these crutches. Maybe that's what happened to him. I don't know. But then, just as I finished my lesson, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying about him, said, tell him to get up and walk, he's healed. 
Well, I didn't touch him, didn't lay hands on him, didn't pray for him. I just pointed out to him and said, the Lord told me to tell you. He tried to get up, couldn't the fellas helped him up. And he might have took one or two halting steps with their, with their helping him and just walked right off perfect. Amen. Amen. Now then, uh, seven years. No, it would have to be uh, five years later. He was six. He was in one of my meetings. And uh, I saw him back and called him up to the front, you know, told about his healing. He leaped off of a high platform and, you know, now it's somewhere in his 60s and ran down the aisle. Now, here's his testimony. See, he was a man of some wealth. And he said, like I told you, he built the first shopping center, owned it, paid for it, clear. Man worth millions. And the doctors in his city couldn't figure out what's wrong with him. They sent him over to Los Angeles. And they couldn't exactly figure out what's wrong with him. They suggest that he go to uh, the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And so he, uh, you know, he being a man of some wealth, he just charted him a jet plane, just charted the thing and flew him up there. He stayed up there quite a while and they didn't find out what was wrong. It's a very rare disease. Not too many people have it. It's not, it's, it's something very similar to uh, multiple sclerosis and yet it isn't that, but it does attack the, the, the muscles and nerves of your body. And they said to him from Mayo Clinic, we'll just be honest with you and tell you the truth about it. Not a thing in the world will be done. He was on a cane at that time, said, you'll go from the cane to the crutches, from the crutches to the wheelchair. And right then he should have been in the wheelchair. And then you'll go from the wheelchair to the bed and from the bed to your grave. Absolutely incurable. But there was healed. Praise God. And these years later, in fact, I just saw him out at Fulgoff Benjamin's Convention this last January in Phoenix. Saw him there. Praise God. Somewhere, you know, in his 70s now, but still healed. Glory to God. Well, now, the point I'm making with you is this. You see, that's sort of the way this man was healed. Jesus didn't take time to preach to him. He just said to him because the Spirit of God motivated him. said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And then the point I wanted to make was that these two were the only ones I ministered to in the whole crowd. The woman with the blind eye, the man, that man. I, I, I couldn't minister to anybody else that way. Why couldn't you? Now, I could minister to him by laying on hands any time because the Bible says that. I could minister, you know, by anointing with oil as, a, as an elder in the church or pastor or minister. Because the Word of God teaches that, doesn't it? Or I could minister to him without anointing of all or without, uh, you know, uh, the regular laying on of hands, you know, just as a point of contact you might touch somebody or, or, or pray with them in faith and agree with them because the Bible teaches that. But I'm talking about these things, you see. I'm talking about the different ways, the different methods. It, it only happens as the Spirit wills, not as I will, you know. And if that's the only ones that the Spirit, well, now, let's go back there to what we were talking about, Elisha. Gehazi knew that he couldn't get by with that. I mean, he would know if Elisha knew everything about everybody, but he didn't know everything about everybody. That's quite obvious, isn't it? Yet the Spirit of God did see fit to tell Elisha, and he said, my Spirit went with you. Now, what did he mean when I, my Spirit went with you and you joined yourself to your chair? Well, he just simply meant that I was that God gave him a word of knowledge revealed to him in his spirit. I can remember more than once. Now, this didn't happen to me every month. It didn't happen to me every six months. But it would happen to me, I'd say, at least uh, every six months and sometimes a little more frequent. 
But sometimes it may be nearly a year as a pastor. I may just be preaching away on Sunday morning, right in the middle of my sermon sometimes, or maybe some singers would be singing, and I'm just sitting here on the platform, and suddenly I'd just be off in another city. I can hear what's going on here, but I can't distinguish the words. Even if I'm preaching, I can hear the sound of my voice, but I can't distinguish the words. I'm standing on a street in a town 15 miles away from the town where I'm pastoring. I see one of my church members, and I see him commit sin. Now, God didn't show that to me just so I could go tell it. In fact, I didn't tell anybody. God didn't show that to me so I could go blab it. You go to blab it and he'll quit showing you things. He wants me to help them. You know, God wants to recover people that sinned. The Bible said, if any among you be overtaken in a fault, well, really, correct translation is sin. I'll prove it to you even from the King James. I'm reading the King James quoting Ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest ye also be tempted. Notice the word tempted there. So it couldn't be a fault. You know, we all have faults. Some are fast, some are slow. We all have faults, don't we? Huh? You know? But now this can't be a fault that he's talking about. Because you're not tempted to faults. He said those that were to restore him consider themselves. Remember the scripture said that? Lest ye also be tempted. So actually what it literally says, if any among you, among whom, among the saints, Paul's writing to the church, be overtaken in sin, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. I remember that used to bother me. I read that scripture and it used to bother me to no end. I was a member of a full gospel group and, and if any of our preachers, anybody was overtaken in a sin, instead of trying to restore him, they went and told everybody, you know, and broadcasted on him, you know, and took his license to preach away from him, turned him out, and then said, prove yourself, we might take you back in. Well, how in the world is going to prove, fellow, well, he ain't got no place to preach. They've told everybody about it, he missed it. And it just bothered me to no end, why we didn't do what the scripture said do. And I remember I kept praying, asking the Lord, Lord, you know, and the Lord said to me, did you ever notice that, what that scripture said? Why, yeah, I said, I know what it said, I read it, that's what it said. Is any among you uh, overtaken in a sin, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Yeah, that's what it said. He said, read it again. I read it to him two or three times. Still didn't catch what he's getting to. Why don't we do that? He said, did you ever notice that he said, ye which are spiritual, restore them? I said, yeah. He said, well, if you had any spiritual people among you, they would do it. There we were, a whole full gospel denomination, no spiritual people among us. That's the truth. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching good. Not a spiritual person among us. I felt so bad about it then. I saw it and it's in there, isn't it? You still here or you left me? Well, now wait a minute here. Let's go on reading here from the fifth chapter of John. There's something the Lord wants me to get to here. Now notice that it says, they, they asked him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not. Or that is, he didn't know who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. You see, he just ministered to the one, because that's the only one the Spirit said minister to. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. 
I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first product in this offer is the three CD series from Kenneth W. Hagen, Love, Faith's Firm Foundation. Also in this package is the book from Lynette Hagen, entitled Talk to Me, Connecting with the Heart of God. Also in the offer is Craig Hagen's CD entitled Just Believe. And finally, Denise Hagen Burns' CD entitled Holy Spirit, The Ultimate Best Friend. You can get all this for the price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Winter Bible Seminar and Homecoming. That's February the 19th through the 24th. Sunday night through Friday night. Oh, yes. It's an awesome time. And we've got 8.30 sessions, 9.30 sessions, 10.30 sessions, and the evening session at 7 p.m. Yes. Hey, you want to be here and and be a part of it, you can go to rhema.org right now slash WBS, and you can... Register right online, right there. Yes. Get all the information that you need. And you know, the Holy Spirit just shows up in an unusual way oh, yeah. during it's, it's the seminar. And it's a great time of fellowship. That's especially right. Especially for the Rhema grads. Mm-hmm. And actually you that are, maybe haven't been Rhema grads, but you support the ministry. Yes. And you follow this ministry. You're as much a part of it as any of the rest of us. So come on down here and, uh, and enjoy the week with us. Next week on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.